Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to a late Joe and Joe weather show. Joe hasn't jumped on board yet. Uh, so uh, while we're waiting, uh, we can tell you that the Joe and Joe weather show is brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt source with the best prices in town and everything you need to get you through winter weather and also everything you need come springtime because they've got mulch and they've got topsoil and they've got everything to make your yard look great. In the meantime, if you still need uh, stuff to clear out uh, any kind of winter weather, and we may get uh, some winter weather early next week, OmniTrueValue.com is the place to go. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125 is the telephone number and the website is omnitruevalue.com. So let's see if Rayo is anywhere within sight. No, not yet. I don't know. Did he forget? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, okay, so we're on late tonight because today is was my is my birthday, and I was I spent the day with my grandsons, and I just got back a little while ago. Um, <clears throat> yes, 26 would be nice, but it's 62. New York Jets, uh, uh, Jets fan, 1991. Cody, thanks for hitting Super Chat, <clears throat> uh, by the way. Most appreciated. It'll get me, I got my cigar here, so uh, it's hard to see with this camera. It doesn't look, doesn't come out right. But as long as I come out right. All right, let's see. Is he is he there yet? Because if he's not there, ah, here he is. Okay, so he's coming on. Stand by, everybody. <clears throat> he should be in the door. He's in the door. The audio is connected. We were. I oh, hold on. Just a moment. Hang on a second. Are you there? I'm here. Let me see if my the. Uh, your audio is a little weird. Hang on, Joe. Uh, okay, hang on. I got. I got to add a new window here. Just a second. Ah, uh, tired, tired, tired. Oh, there you go. Boy, that was weird. You popped up. Yay! Okay, that, that's one. That's one less thing I have to do then. Okay, so... Are we on the air? We are on the air, yes, indeed. We've already had a super two super chat hits, actually. A second one has just arrived. What is that? Oh, I can't see it, Joe. I don't know what that is. I can't hear it either. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Your audio is low, but uh, for, for whatever that was. There you go. Thank you. Happy birthday, Joe Chiappi. Thank you. 62 years young today. <laughs> Okay, yeah, David David Fuller also hit Super Chat tonight. Uh, thank you, David, uh, very much. And he also uh, sent me the uh, EPO, uh, which was uh, 
in, in, in a good position. It's uh, the East Pacific oscillation is negative going forward. I'll, let's see if I can pull pull it up a, a, a bit later on. But uh, spent the day with the grandkids, so I'm a little bit wiped out here. Another super chat hit by Bill Fisher. Uh, thank you, Bill. Really appreciate it. By the way, welcome to Patreon. Thank you for joining up on my uh, subscription platform uh, as well. So I, I did... Uh, I got back about a little less than an hour ago, so I did get to look at uh, the guidance and, 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 and the models going forward. I don't know. I've got some mixed feelings about this thing for next week. It looks, there's a certain, I, I, I guess the way I would describe it is that there's a certain disjointness to it. I, I'm not sure. It, it, there's, um, there's something about it that doesn't seem quite right. I can't seem to put my finger on it. On the other hand, you know, there's there's some, Decent puzzle pieces there, and I don't want to necessarily, I'm not discounting it, I, I'm just, and I don't even want to use the word skeptical right now, I, I'm just, I don't know, I, I'm just having some problems with it. Well, you know, Joe, the uh, the uh, European has been the one model that has been uh, kind of delaying this. I've, I've seen uh, the GFS trying to push this thing in as early as late Sunday. Right. And meanwhile, the Euro and meanwhile, the European has been pushing this back to late Monday. And well, I, I got to tell you that looking at yeah, I'm sorry. Looking at the looking at the European ensemble, I almost get the impression that if this thing were just a tad further south and east, that this thing might actually miss us all together. It seems like it's it's trying to wind up. It seems like it's passing underneath us. To our south, that's according to the European now, mm -hmm. by later Monday, and then all of a sudden, it kind of like a Rosenblum's rule. It kind of like ed eddies back a little bit, back toward the right. west, and tries to get us for Monday night into Tuesday with uh, some uh, some kind of uh, snowfall. So, I, well, well the, I, the night run was a, the, the night run of the European last night was was a, a, a complete miss to the south. So it just kind of backed, you know, sort of backed, backed itself northward today. I, there's still a lot. There's still a lot here um, that uh, we, we, we've got to sort through because uh, obviously we're not going to put our finger on it now as, in terms of it being Wednesday. Uh, but but there's still there's still a lot of things to sort through over the next couple of days to see how this whole thing is going to play out in my never to be humble opinion. And then right after, I mean, like it's 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 interesting. Uh, we get to uh, tomorrow night and Friday, and we have by far and away the coldest weather that we have seen so far this uh, season. Which, if you think about it, that's not really saying all that much because we've we've had uh, uh, the, the month of January has been one of the warmest Januarys, uh, something like what four or five degrees above normal. Right. Uh, then we get very cold. Then we have to wait for this thing coming our way for. Uh, early next week, and then it turns cold again, not as cold as what we'll see for tomorrow night and Friday, and then uh, we get another system that's coming our way for around the 5th and 6th of February, and before that arrives, we we warm up big time. Right, uh, well, late <clears throat> doesn't it often happen whenever we get a, snow, a, a, a snowfall of size that we wind up warming up and raining a few days later? I, uh, I, I I put up the uh, map of low temperatures for Friday morning, and uh, yeah, it's cold, and it's not just that too. You've got uh, wind issues here to deal with as well. Uh, temperatures uh, teens are going to uh, extend uh, 
uh, as far south as, uh, as as northern Virginia, and you've got single digits in uh, the northwest suburbs of New York and the northeast suburbs of New York as well, and you start to go upstate, you start to get into some below zero numbers uh, up north of Albany. Albany itself forecast to get to minus three, and then you've got a, a minus 14, a minus 11 uh, way up uh, in northern New York State up near Plattsburgh. So we, we've got a uh, very cold air mass for sure. And then on Saturday, uh, on Saturday morning, uh, the lows Saturday morning are probably going to be maybe a degree or two colder. And in fact, the teens make it all the way down into southern Virginia and 20s uh, all the way uh, down into South Carolina and even into northern Georgia. So we've, we've, where I am, I'm, I, I, I'm still here. In fact, they have, a, a, uh, they have a, uh, rain coming in between now and two, 1 or 2 a.m. And they, they mentioned that it could mix with or change over to snow in the higher elevations here. I'm up at 2,500 feet, so uh, who Can't knows? Higher than that. Uh, there, there's some there's some tops here that go up at least uh, up to three and four thousand. So uh, uh, there are there are spots here that are higher than me. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's uh, if I maybe I'll see some snow showers uh, o o overnight. But I I don't know if I'm going to stay up for it because I'm I'm exhausted. By the way, the high temperatures are 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 going to be cold also well we're not going to you know you mentioned yesterday about maybe struggling out of the low 20s and I, th I think that's going to be the case in fact i'm looking at some of the numbers just to the north of the coast and they barely get back to 20 on friday and saturday is going to be cold also uh in the 20s again you start to get to some lower 30s when you get to southern new jersey and point south and sunday <clears throat> uh temperatures uh uh, this is going to depend on clouds coming in and and a, a few other factors, but uh, at least from the digital forecast, Joe, 20s for you on Sunday and uh, low 30s just about everywhere else. So certainly there's going to be there's going to be plenty of cold air around uh, going into this storm system, I think. But 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 again, still a lot to sort through with respect to what may or may not happen. And it uh, looks like the folks who are going to be getting uh, a significant snowfall uh, over the next couple of days <laughs> will, be, will be the folks who, are, who live uh, to your north and east and to my south uh, or to our south from uh, here in the, in the tri-state area. Um, this, this storm looks like it's going to take a swipe and possibly bring some uh, accumulating snow to places that don't normally see a lot of uh, accumulating snow. You're talking. Um, you're talking about the, the, the. You're talking about the system passing the by north south, to, uh, uh, right. or my right. north. My south. My north. north. Yes. Yeah. Uh, winter storm warnings are up for the mountains of North Carolina and also uh, for a few uh, areas on the Tennessee side, and uh, also in parts of Southwest Virginia, you have winter weather advisories <clears throat> all the way out to about the Outer Banks uh, in North Carolina. Uh, also, in uh, most of uh, central and eastern Kentucky and southern West Virginia, uh, the uh, storm in the west, which is going to be uh, what we're looking at for early next week, uh, still going on. Uh, winter storm warnings up uh, the, the uh, Sierra, and Nevada, Sierra Nevadas with uh, two counties uh, have uh, blizzard warnings up, winter weather advisories up uh, for other counties in, uh, I'm sorry, Nevada. Uh, also, well, the winter storm warnings extend up to Northern California with advisories along the coast. You've got flash flood 
uh, washes up for counties uh, west of San Francisco, uh, east of San Francisco, and uh, a number of flood advisories up already out there. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to bring up the radar so we could take a look at uh, what's going on precip wise down in the uh, southern mid Atlantic states. And uh, actually, not too shabby an area showing up on the radar in North Carolina, eastern Tennessee, southern Virginia, uh, back up into eastern Kentucky, uh, northeastern Kentucky, and also even into southern Ohio. There's actually some echoes that extend up right along the Pennsylvania-Maryland border, believe it or not. Uh, but all of this is going to be sliding out to the south. By the way, did you get any snow last night into this morning? Because a lot of folks woke up to either a whitening of the ground or even a coating to an inch or so from some overnight stuff that fell. I can't really tell you because we didn't even bother. Uh, we, we picked up maybe about, oh, I'd say a quarter an inch, maybe a third of an inch of snow yesterday during the day. And... Uh, and then, then it got dark last night. I noticed that it started snowing again last night. But uh, if we did get anything, it uh, it might have been maybe an additional, you know, quarter of an inch or like uh, on top. I can't really tell how much snow fell on top of what we received yesterday. But I spent the better part of my morning, and so did Renata, shoveling it or scraping it all away. Uh, we we didn't get. Let, let's put it this way: we didn't get enough snow to utilize the snow blower. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it was. It was a relatively light snowfall. And by the way, Joe, yes. by the way, I, I remember somebody on the chat board said that uh, Channel 7 AccuWeather had gone for three to six inches up here where I live, up in Putnam County. Right. I thought we and, resolved uh, that, said, that. That was not true. And I, I thought I resolved that, too, except that I uh, was looking back and I saw on uh, Lee Goldberg, who is the chief meteorologist on uh, Channel 7, he had a snow map that he was displaying at about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. And lo and behold, the snow map had Putnam County, my area, getting three to six inches of snow. So no, it Whoa. was not a fallacy. They, at least at one time yesterday or the day before yesterday, they were going for as much as a half a foot of snow up here. I'm still trying to figure out why that why? is. Why? Why? Why anybody would do something I, I, like that? I, there was nothing. There was nothing to. I mean, my in my in our in my opinion, there was certainly nothing to justify amounts that high. But that's why it's called forecasting. And, and you know, uh, another thing, Accu AccuWeather. When I, I I I when I listen to them sometimes on 1010 winds, they're always using Interstate 287 as their uh, line for delineating significant or heavy snowfall. That that's true in some cases, but not in all cases. I've, I've had cases over the last year, for example, where I said, well, the really heavy stuff is going to be north of the I-84 corridor. Right. And then I listen on to AccuWeather, and AccuWeather is saying, now, if you're going north of 287, I said, why? Why is that? It's, it's not 287. That's not where the heavy snows are going to be. It's going to be further north. But they just arbitrarily just say, or 287. Assume that 287 is the line for, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it, from 287, for those who don't know, 287 runs east-west across southern Westchester County, and 84 runs north of in northern Westchester on the Westchester Putnam line. That's 30 miles. That, that's a 30 actually, mile drive on 684. Actually, no, not 684, just 84. No, 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 no. But driving yeah, up, when you drive up 684 from from right. um, from, from right. 287 right. to get to 84, it's it's a little over 30 miles. And, and, Absolutely. And in the winter, that's a huge difference. Uh, th th those that's 30 true. miles make a big difference in a lot of cases 
uh, in snow to rain cases uh, up up in, in the uh, lower Hudson Valley. Yeah, so that makes a huge difference when you make uh, 287 your 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 line in the sand, and when the line in the sand really should be up at at um, at Route 84. Um, 84 runs across just to the south of the northernmost part of Orange County, then on down through Dutchess County, and then there's one little part of Putnam County, an extreme northeastern Putnam, where 84 will cut across, and then you'll continue that on into Connecticut uh, over toward Danbury. Right. A lot of people will get on 84 to get to the Danbury Mall, uh, but, uh, but, but that's where 84 is, and you're right. It's a, it's a good 30-mile difference between 287 and 84, and you know, like I said, it seems to me that AccuWeather just arbitrarily just takes 287 and says, that's the line, that's where you go north to get all the heavy snow. But that is not the case because sometimes the really heavy stuff is north of 84, and that's a good 30 miles further to the north. Yep. And I don't know, maybe somebody, somebody when they did that three to six yesterday or the day before for Putnam County was thinking like, oh, that's north of, eight, of 287. We'll, we'll give them the three to six. It's, it's, it, it's the mind boggles sometimes. You really have to know, or sometimes you have to live here to to know to to not to understand the, it the vagaries of, of of forecasting. By the way, uh, I, I got the radar up in California because there is a ton of rain that has moved in south of San Francisco near San Jose down to Fresno and up to Sacramento, and of course it's snow in the higher elevations. And uh, the radar echoes extend up into Nevada, right all around Carson City, just absolutely solid there. That's all snow. And you've got uh, more rain up in coastal northern California with snows going on inland. So you know, this this uh, energy that's coming in, that's in the west, is pretty potent. Uh, I'm going to bring up, uh, I'm going to update this. Let's see, this is from this morning. So uh, for WPC with regards to the next weather event. So I got it preset here on the last day. So let me let me uh, fix the map up here. And then we'll go backwards. So on Monday, <clears throat> which is Sunday to Monday, WPC now has a 50 to 70 percent chance of, uh, at let's say, two to three inches of snow. Northern and northwestern Virginia, northeastern West Virginia, uh, Maryland, uh, up to east of I-95, uh, southern and central Pennsylvania, covering a large part of southern and central Pennsylvania to uh, to the Jersey state line and even kind of nosing into New Jersey. And the 30 to 50 percent runs up to just east of New York City to southwestern Connecticut and up into the Hudson Valley. This is Sunday into Monday. And then Monday into Tuesday, the map should be coming up shortly. Uh, it shifts further, you know, obviously it shifts northward, but you got a fairly large area of 30 to 50 percent of at least two to three and 50 to 70 percent northern New Jersey, northeastern PA, uh, the uh, just north of New York City into Connecticut and also an area in uh, east central Mass and southern New Hampshire with 30 to 50 almost to Boston and 10 to 30 right along the immediate coast. So WPC, uh, at least, you know, they're seeing this as something uh, with potential here. And as far as the overnight is concerned, I'll give this a refresh to see what they're doing. This is a little, might be a little off if only because of the fact that some of that preset may have already fallen. But uh, they also, WPC, with the probability of at least two covering a, a fairly large portion there of 50% or higher, western, uh, southwestern Virginia, southern Virginia, 
uh, northern North Carolina, almost to the coastline with a 30 to 50 percent chance. Areas in eastern North Carolina don't don't see snow too often. So uh, <clears throat> folks from there may get a little bit of a thrill uh, with, uh, with, with this weather system going by. And, and, and of course, this, Joe, the mechanism for bringing down the cold, which we've been talking about, uh, that is uh, all on schedule. There's nothing that's going to prevent that cold to come down from northeastern Canada as opposed to uh, northwestern Canada. That southwestern part of uh, in the high elevations of southwestern Virginia, I would not be totally surprised if in those higher elevation areas that they end up with maybe a foot of snow out of this. When um, I drove down, like when I drove down to Georgia, I drove down 81 and it was, they had just had one of those systems that went by to, to the south back earlier in the month. And they, uh, uh, now the hot 81 doesn't go, 81 is, it, it, well, some areas you're, you're, you're pretty high. And then sometimes you go down in the valley into a valley and it was kind of interesting to see when you would climb up. Uh, there was every bit of three to four inches as you climb and you and, and you're you're near a peak and then when you went down to a valley there was barely a coating uh, in most most places there so it does vary quite a bit yeah and I, I think I mentioned that I uh, one time uh, Renata and I when we were doing radio uh, syndicated radio weather casts back in the 70s and 80s we used to uh, do a, a gospel station uh, WGTH down there in uh, southwestern Virginia. And it was a very tricky place to forecast because of the high terrain. And uh, all I could say is that I, if I were still doing that station now, I would I'd be uh, pulling the whistle string and saying, hey, you know, the highest terrain areas, you know, six, maybe 12 inches. It's, it's going to be a pretty good sound. You're right, Joe, about eastern North Carolina. The Outer Banks and Cape Hatteras, they don't see the white stuff too often, but this may be one of those occasions when they will be seeing that. Yep. And uh, looking at the satellite tonight, you can see the disturbance that's moving through the east. That's going to become a major storm once it goes offshore. Um, the uh, west moisture, uh, solid uh, subtropical jet there that's that's coming up uh, from the uh, Pacific and moving uh, moving into Southern California and in, well inland. That, that moisture is really shooting up there. So, uh, you know, that's the short wave that's going to be moving eastward. And uh, will be uh, will be our forecast headache uh, going forward. The um, WPC folks also on their seven-day precip map. So this actually pretty much just covers the system for early next week for the northern Mid-Atlantic and on up into uh, southern and coastal New England. Uh, so they've got us between, uh, say, three quarters of an inch to an inch and a quarter of liquid being forecast there with a half to three quarters as you go a little bit further to the northwest. If you look at the precip, the way it's lined up, Joe, it, it lines up the way a coastal event would line up where uh, all the heavy precip is more to the south and east. So when you have some of these, these snowstorms that in the, 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 or, or even mo moderate events, uh, the uh, the precip shield shows up, and then as you go further north and west, the amounts do cut back. So they have a quarter to a half you know, well inland, and then you know go north of Albany, and they just barely have a tenth of a tenth to a quarter. Meanwhile, by the way, in the west, just getting clobbered for the next seven days, with the, some areas getting a five to maybe as much as ten inches of liquid precip. And that's why when we saw the snowfall forecast map the other day with those triple digit amounts. Um, what was the one we saw yesterday was what nine and a half feet something like that 
Yeah, some crazy, <laughs> some just absolutely some crazy number. All right, so you know what? Let's jump to the, uh, let's get the models going here. And not, I don't know. I, I, there's a few things that I want to point out to, to watch for. Uh, first off, the surface, you know, here's our low for tonight that's moving out. You can see how south and suppressed it is. You know, when you get a low that goes from western North Carolina and then reforms southeast of Hatteras and then just kind of shoots out to the east, it's no wonder that we're not getting anything. And, of course, you see the cold high builds in, uh, the cold air coming into the eastern part of the United States. There's actually an upper low that's dropping down into northern New England that is that is um, pulling all this cold air southward. It doesn't uh, – it doesn't – the cold air penetrates south, but – the, the real true cold air stays from North Carolina northward. It doesn't go all the way down. Cool air gets down to Florida, but uh, the cold air uh, is, is uh, confined mainly to the mid-Atlantic and, of course, the northeast. And then, of course, your high goes near James Bay. Here, again, as yesterday, the GFS with a low uh, east of St. Louis uh, central Indiana moves into southeast Ohio. The primary dies out. The secondary de redevelop, uh, develops. And, and even the GFS does what you described earlier with the European. It sort of arcs the low back. You know, it moves it out northeast and then pulls it back northwestward. That, that's because of the upper feature, Joe, trying to cut off. And that's, that's going to be one of the things to watch here. The other thing I would point out that's equally important and I, I talked about this this morning on my um, Weather in 10. Uh, you've got a ridge there up the Rockies, and there's another trough that's approaching the West Coast. So we're going to want to keep an eye on, on that trough uh, that's coming into the West because uh, if it comes in a little faster, it could dent that ridge somewhat, which would flatten out the system in the East. On the other hand... If you want to look at it in the other direction, if, if the trough in the west is a little bit slower, then this ridge could wind up being a little sharper, and that means this, this feature will wind up being deeper and might cut off a bit more vigorously. Uh, the, other, the, the, the other thing, the, the structure of the cutoff bothers me too here in the east on the GFS because it's elongated in this sort of northeast-southwest fashion. I mean, in big snowstorms, you usually get some sort of symmetrical up cutoff low, but it's sort of stretched out here. So I'm I'm having some difficulty with that. It looks like it's trying to. What what's the it, it, it in in some aspects it looks like it's a positive trough positive tilted trough right within a within a within a broad. Negatively tilted trough. trough, right? Negatively, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah, you, you, here's your positive tilt, like that. But then you've got this. Right. You know, there's another upper low that's up here too that you probably want to keep our eyes on because that that could that could be bothersome. But yeah, the whole scope of this broad trough has a negative uh, tilt to it, and now you see that trough coming into the west uh, also again. Those are the things I think that are going to be really important that are going to ultimately uh, determine what comes out of all of this. And I'll bring the Europeans' upper air uh, also, just as a comparison. See, the Europeans even – this is kind of interesting. It's got 
a closed north-south cutoff uh, sitting, you know, if you want to put a center, it's probably in southern Chesapeake Bay. But then what is this doing? This is, this is that northern feature that's kind of dropping in. So, so that's going to have some imp that's going to have some impact here too in, in, in terms of the ultimate outcome. So it's a, it, it's a very, very complex setup. And I think there's still going to be a lot of work to do here in terms of what the models are going to do over the next couple of days. So don't uh, there will be more surprises. Let's put it that way uh, with respect to what may or may not happen. Yeah, it looks like, uh, again, what, what what will ultimately take place or what ultimately will transpire on Monday and Tuesday? People are, I, I love how people just, they, they just leapfrog right over tomorrow's event and say, all right, we, we, we could have had it, but we don't have it. And so let's, let's about it. We'll go to Monday. Let's take a look, see how good Monday looks. Like Monday and Tuesday is going to be all based upon what happens with this system coming our way or not coming our way for two for tomorrow and for Friday, how that develops, where that ultimately ends up, how strong it, it, it winds up. And that will be the one of the players to tell us what eventually is going to take shape for Monday and Tuesday of next week. So right. And that's why we just can't simply say, we can't put our finger on any one model right now and say, this is definitely going to happen because it's not definitely going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen before this system tomorrow and Friday gets out of the way. Don't you love weather? I know. It's wonderful, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, the, the European, by the way, you know, low in St. Louis, the European, the one thing the European has been a little more consistent on is the fact that it really wipes out the primary a whole lot faster and takes it from St. Louis a little bit more east-southeast. Uh, you can see it here by Monday morning. This is probably why it's holding the precip back because you've got the surface high in eastern Canada is kind of pressing down south of it. So, so you've, you're, you're, you're going to have cold, dry air nearby and then of course your low is it, your your secondary low is developing there in eastern north carolina and the european on the day run today unlike last night where it took it almost east southeast toward bermuda um, it lifts this one up and there is the uh surface low southeast of atlantic city and then it looks like it passes very close to 40 and 70 which is what we always refer to as the benchmark uh, by uh, Wednesday morning. So yeah, Joe, you, this is good. This would say, at least if the European were correct, uh, we, we wouldn't see anything here on Sunday. Uh, it would be more along the lines of developing late during the day Monday or late, or at least from New York City, north and east, it wouldn't be till late Monday or Monday evening. And then Tuesday, and then uh, coming to an end sometime Tuesday night or early Wednesday. Really move does move slowly, though, because of the system cutting off from North Carolina to 40 and 70. It takes 48 hours to get there. So, um, you know, this could still wind up being a long duration event. And I, 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 I'll, I'll wonder, I will wonder, given the messy look that we see in the upper air, are we going to have a, you know, are, are we going to have a solid area of precip to deal with? Or is it going to be one of these things where, you know, you've got blotchy areas of steady snow and in between, there's there's gaps and, and and or the snow is very light. Uh, plus, we'll have to also resolve you know any sleet or rain issues with this. That'll be another question uh, that we'll have to put on the table. And then, as you said, uh, the next one goes to the lakes. Uh, the European has an 85 low in eastern Iowa. I don't know if that's going to be that deep or or look this way. But the bottom line is, 
uh, the low pulling out um, brings a ridge in between the two, so we'll have a low that'll go up to the lakes. And then who knows what the pattern will where the pattern will take us uh, in the longer range. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the usual waiting game. And uh, as far as uh, next week is concerned, Monday and Tuesday. Um, once again, it's going to be a, a, a state of uh, we'll have to wait probably until the weekend before things really start coming or falling, hopefully, into place. Till then, it's just going to be a matter of just, you know, seeing how uh, seeing how this system tomorrow and Friday develops. I, I will say about uh, the question for, for tomorrow is it's, it's going to be a cold day tomorrow. No question about that. But it's going to get very cold tomorrow night and on into Friday. And I'm just wondering, even though the atmosphere presumably is going to be rather dry, whether or not when that really cold air starts moving in, and I'll probably be oh, right about this time tomorrow. Right. The, the, when the upper low moves. Yeah, yeah. Well, then maybe there might be some, maybe there'll be a few snow showers running around with that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's, that, that is a possibility because I do think that tomorrow, this either at the end of tomorrow or tomorrow evening, all of a sudden we're just, we're not going to necessarily, unless you're outside, but we're going to hear it. We're going to hear those winds suddenly rev up a couple of notches and start driving that cold air in. And um, I haven't, believe it or not, Joe, I haven't even had a chance to look. Are there any kind of, uh, did, did the weather service either here or in Albany, did they issue any kind of a wind chill advisory? No, or something not yet, that? not yet. They'll probably wait to do that. By the way, the NAO, just to point out, the NAO, which is negative, uh, actually, with this storm developing, actually spikes. This, and you usually see this when you see the spiking up of the NAO from, from, from a negative to a positive over a short period of time. So that uh, is the storm that's developing is reflecting this. You can see the spike up right around February 1st which you know, times perfectly with what we're, what we're seeing. And then uh, it kind of straddles uh, the neutral line for the rest of the forecast period. Since, uh, my view on this, by the way, Joe, is since, since the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the negative NAO and the blocking that we've had for two months really didn't do us any good, uh, I, I don't think it really harms us very much to see the, uh, the uh, uh, NAO go back up to the neutral line. Actually, in a lot of ways, it might be a, a better, might be, might be better. Uh, for snow chances in the longer term. Uh, the AO is uh, deeply negative uh, and stays that way uh, right through the first uh, 10 days of February. So uh, the AO is still in a state that should favor us getting cold. The PNA, uh, the Pacific North America Index, is negative spiking to positive around February 1st. So this is also a, a indicative that that PNA spike here is coming around the time, right at the time that we're going to have this low in the uh, in, in the east. So the teleconnections are are actually lining up uh, in in a good place for um, for for a snow event here in the northern Mid Atlantic and and on up at the southern New England. And uh, David Fuller had sent me the EPO, so let me see if I can bring this up. And the EPO, hopefully it's a bit, I've been having trouble with, with pulling up pictures tonight uh, off of uh, Messenger. And, and you can see I'm still having trouble 
pulling up pictures off of Messenger. It's it's on my end. It's not David's uh, fault. It's on my end um, that uh, the pictures aren't coming up. But the bottom line is uh, the EPO is going to be negative here. So we, we seem to have the, the right teleconnections. Uh, whether they, they yield any fruit or not uh, for snow lovers uh, is still um, is still a big question mark. From uh, five oh one is asking on the uh, chat board, Joe Rayo, what are you going for in Central Park as a low? P uh, Reaver, I I, I think uh, on Friday morning, I think even the park is going to get down into the teens, maybe fifteen or sixteen. My question about Friday, Joe, is after we bottom out, how much higher will the temperatures go between? let's say 7 a.m. on Friday morning and 2 o'clock Friday afternoon because the, the, the 850 temperature, the 850 temperature is projected to be over the tri-state area minus 21. Yeah. What can you what can you do with a minus 21, 850? No, <laughs> you're right. Well, hey, may, maybe the numbers are still too high. Maybe maybe 20 might be the, the highest temperatures that you get. And, and a lot of areas may not wind up... Uh, North of New York City may uh, may not get out of the won't get out of the teens. Yeah, I've seen this over and over again over my and your career too, where let's say three or four days ahead of a an impending cold wave, you know the forecast temperatures for let's say New York City are 26, 27, and you look at the maps four or five days down the road and say, really, you think it's going to get that high? I, I think it could be a few few degrees colder. And now the way it's looking, I'm I'm beginning to wonder. I mean, the Moss temperatures are saying. The high in New York on uh, Friday is going to be 23, 24. Really? With, with a minus 21, 850 uh, at, uh, starting off the day? Uh, you're right. Uh, it, we're going to see it. It's going to be tough to get that temperature much above 20, even in the city, I think, on Friday after bottoming out. Imagine and it all we... comes rolling in. And it all comes rolling in at this hour tomorrow night. As I said, right. at this time tomorrow night, you're going to feel those winds blowing in. In comes the cold air. And it's not going to last very long. But while it's here, it's going to be every bit of a, a, a frigid air mass for uh, our area. Imagine if we had some snow cover. Imagine, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, 306, uh, 310 viewers on right now and 111 likes. Thank you very much for those of you who've hit the like button tonight. Really appreciate it uh, greatly. If you like the live stream, hit the like button. And I just w want to acknowledge uh, everyone that's hit Super Chat tonight for my birthday and I, I really do appreciate it new york jets fan 1991 cody david fuller bill fisher uh carl whites uh timothy veltman thank you so much for hitting super chat shaggy uh, shraggy stern uh hitting yeah, super barry, chat barry goldberg barry goldberg hitting super chat uh very uh, generous of you thank you and william uber thank you so much uh for hitting super chat and I will be back. Actually, I am driving back. I haven't decided on whether I'm going to leave midday Friday because I don't really like driving at night. But I, I have to. But, but I also don't want to leave uh, early in the morning because I have to drive through the mountains, and oh. and I'm not big on uh, those mountain roads. Are are uh, they're not tight, but to do them in the daytime, I can handle. To do them at night, I'm gonna. I, I I don't know. I don't know that I want to try it. So I'm I'm trying to decide if I leave in the middle of the day Friday, I will get to the other side, to the interstate, 
once I get on 26, I'm fine. It's getting to 26 that 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 that's a chore, um, and then uh, come up or leaving just, leaving just, Saturday morning. In which case, there I was 26 once. Yes. Well, exactly. Well, I was, uh, you know, 62 is 26 backwards. Yes. And uh, oh, Zim is on. Uh, the hitting super chat tonight. Thank you so much. We haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you on board uh, uh, tonight uh, on the on the chat board. Brandon Doherty also hitting super chat uh, uh, tonight. Uh, most appreciated, Brandon. Thank you so much. There's a lot of it gets me a box of cigars tonight, so <laughs> that's a uh, that, that that's a good thing. And I'm not out of wine yet, so um, we're good. Uh, Again, many, many thanks to to everybody. It's most it's 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 definitely most appreciated. Uh, the chairman Scott Briller is doing COVID runs, so he's busy late this week. So we don't have a Briller Jeopardy. But what I do have, Joe, courtesy of uh, of uh, Rob Freidelwitz, and if you have not seen it, uh, Rob Freidelwitz has an amazing website, New York City Weather Archive, a glance back day by day. I figured for your birthday. I would go to uh, this particular page and check out some of the things that have happened on your birthday. Before you entered this world, yes. in 1927, the low temperature on this date in 1927 was one below zero, a record for this date that still stands. However, the very next day, the high temperature was 44, followed by seven days in a row with highs reaching into the 40s to the 50s. So we hit bottom on this day, your, your birthday in 1927, and then we took a rapid rise up in the days that follow. Um, 1974, today's high, 66, 28 degrees above average, but three degrees shy of the record, came in the midst of an 11-day stretch in which temperatures were 15 degrees above average. That was in 1974. 1976, if I remember correctly, that was a cold year, cold winter, Four days after a morning low of one below zero, on this day in 1976, the temperature at daybreak was 56 degrees. Man, it was also it? a rain-soaked. It was a rain-soaked day in 1976 on this date, with nearly two inches falling. Uh, that uh, rain was a record for the date, 1.94 inches. After peaking this morning, the temperature slowly fell through the rest of the day. 19 oh, and uh, the, 1978. We're now midway between the two big storms. Right. The, uh, the, the big storm of January 20th and the, the big storm to come on uh, February 6th and 7th, the blizzard of 78. This was the first of today. Today started, I guess we got pushed into the, uh, into the icebox beginning today. Today in 1978, the first of 12 days in a row in which the high temperature was 32 or colder, the longest such streak since during the 1970-2000 period but it would be topped in the winter of 2001 when there was one of 13 days right. of 32 above. And that, that, that first day just was uh, right after the Cleveland blizzard, as right. I recall, right. I think which, washed jumped... a, which washed away all the, the big snows from January 19th, 20th. Right, right. Oh, God. All right, so um, I'm tired. I had a long day, so uh, time to call it a night. So, uh, Scott Riller... Scott Briller, by the way, sent a bunch of this is your life type um, questions, Joe, but they're questions that you know already, but questions that the uh, the chat board had to answer. Like, for example, what, what college did Joe Chiappi um, graduate from? 
Right, CCNY. Cardinal Spellman. Yeah. Right. You you know these already. Yes, I do. Because so. I live them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again, everybody, uh, for the for the uh, super chat hits and for all the wonderful birthday wishes that you gave me. It, it, you know, Joe and I love doing this show. Uh, I especially, since I, I, you know, when I started it, it was just me by myself. And then uh, when Joe came to work at at, at FiOS, uh, I dragged him on uh, into the into the 21st century to do to do these YouTube live streams. And uh, of course, once that all came to an end, uh, we we've been doing it. Uh, Pretty much uh, five nights, five days a week ever since, or sometimes six days a week, and uh, I, I, I just love it, and I'm, I'm having a, the time of my life. So, um, I've, I've gotta, let's I've let's let's go something. for another year here. I at least I, I gotta I gotta tell you that I I was at News Twelve Westchester for 21 years. When you leave someplace for so long, and you move on to somewhere else, it it is it can be dramatic, and it was for me. It was emotionally traumatic. The fact that Fios 1 uh, was there and I managed to still land there and still have a job, I should have, you know, people say, well, you should, you should be happy. I mean, you're still gainfully employed. Or but I was still emotionally a wreck until I started working with this guy. It was that, you know, we knew each other for about 40 years, but it was the first time that we now were physically together. Yep. And we, we, had, tried, we had tried getting together at News 12 Long Island, but they just didn't want to put us together. Maybe they knew something that, <laughs> that we didn't know. But we were together, and uh, as soon as I started working with, with this guy, immediately everything everything changed. It was, it, 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 you know, emotionally I felt a lot better. I, I was happy coming to work because I knew I was going to come, and there he was. And I remember it was like one, like one of the first days that we were together, Joe. We, we ended up doing the, uh, the Bugs Bunny uh, the, the 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 dance routine from the old Bugs Bunny show. Right. Oh, the church. Turn on the lights. This is it. The night of nights. No more rehearsing and nursing the part. We know every part by heart. Overture. Don the lights. This is it. The night of nights. I know what heights will hit. On with the show. This is it. Yep. I mean, we were dancing around. We were dancing around in the in the middle of uh, the uh, the uh, place where we were, where we where the weather center was, and where uh, two of the control rooms were. And people were looking at us like we were nuts. But you know, it was the first time in like weeks that I had finally let it all out. Like, ah, yep. <laughs> finally, I, I feel good again. And it's all because of Mr. Chiappi. So I want to thank you very much for for that. And I hope we go on for another year doing this craziness. Uh, on weeknights. Well, contracts have been renewed. We're not going to get thrown out of this. We're not going to get thrown out to, into the street <laughs> like we were. Like we were uh, back. Uh, what? What is it now? Two a year and a half ago? Two years ago? Whatever. When was it? November of 2019. 19. So yeah. So the a year and change. Been that long? Wow. Yeah. Time went. It went fast. And it gets, sure goes is. faster and faster. All right. It sure is. Let's say good night because I got to hit the hay. I'm exhausted. Have a good, good night. night. Good night, everybody. Thanks again. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow at the regular time tomorrow, 730 Eastern time. Good night, everybody. Good night.